Glad to see you guys here. It's another Sunday morning to see your shining faces. This is that. I like, you know, when I first started coming up here, it was so like such a long walk and I'm starting to get my feel. And sometimes I like the awkward, quiet, just making eye contact. Eye contact. Allie, how you doing? <laughs> it's more for me. I'm just settling my nerves. I'm, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> well, this has been good. I have a little testimony. We have a refrigerator in our kitchen right now. And if you know, you know. That is so awesome. We've had to go, we've had, we had a fridge, but it was in the garage, and we'd have to walk all the way to the garage to go get something and walk all the way back. <laughs> so uh, first world problems, but it was, it was a problem. <laughs> and we have a fridge, it's, and sometimes I keep going to the garage, and I'm like, wait, there's a fridge here. The problem is everything is still in the garage. That's the problem. So we have to move it to the fridge. We don't have a stove, we don't have a stove and we don't have a microwave. Um, we... We're still gonna <laughs> Jim and Kathy came over for dinner, and I cooked on a little um, electric skillet. Chris made steaks, and I cooked on an le electric skillet. But it's easy to clean, right? You just clean that thing real quick, set it out to dry, and you're done. No going into the crevices and all that stuff. <clears throat> Anywho. <sighs> I just wanted to share something with you guys. Actually, Chris is going to do all the sharing stuff. But... <laughs> Just an idea, just a thought that I've had. You know, I've been on this woman at the well. The girl just won't leave me alone. I'm still at the well, guys. <laughs> and um, I think it was last week when I mentioned about perspective. She went to the well, and Jesus changed her perspective. There was nothing that he did. He didn't give her anything. As a matter of fact, he was asking for something. He was asking for water. But he changed her perspective. And that perspective, she went home, and she told these people, this man that told me everything I ever did, everything I ever did. And these people came to see this man, and it changed their lives. They asked him to stay for an extra two days, and he ministered to them, and so many gave their lives to the Lord. And I love this part where they say, they basically tell her, we don't, we don't believe because of your testimony. It's like, we're done with you. We believe because of what we've heard ourselves. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. And what I got from that is just a testimony. You know, part of coming up here, I, was, I had these drills in my head of you gotta have everything right, and you can't say, thus saith the Lord, that's bad, because if God didn't say it, lightning comes down, <laughs> shoots you right, and you're dead. Your ministry is over, forget it. <laughs> but what I've learned is just, this is what I read in the word, and this is what God showed me, and I'm just sharing my heart. I love that she didn't go write a sermon. She didn't go look for paper because they didn't have an office depot back then. She didn't go and do any of that. She just went and shared with them what happened to her, the life-changing thing that happened, the perspective shift. She shared her testimony, and because of that, so many people got saved. When, when all this is happening, that's where Jesus goes in. I don't remember word for word, but he, he's telling the disciples that the fields are white for harvest. And if you look at the earth today, just the world, the news, any, any of that, it's white for harvest right now. And all we got to do is share what's happened in our own life, what changed, how this long walk right here to this spot, 
how it happened, how it happened for you, how it happened for you. It's, you don't have to have the right words. It's just what happened. What did God do in your life? And all these people were changed. Their lives were changed. And that's the world that we're living in. Just sharing your heart. Just sharing your heart. I just wanted to share that with you. That woman, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay there. I am. Just being honest, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay with her at the well. I'm going to ask her for some water. I don't know. Did Jesus asked her for water? Maybe. Uh, one more thing I just wanted to ask you guys. You know, we're trying to change our wording when it comes to uh, tithes and offerings. And just ask you guys to just partner with us and furthering that ministry. Because, you know, we know everything of where we're going and all that we're doing. Just kidding. We don't. <laughs> we're figuring out along the way. But as we figure this out, um, the lights still need to be paid. Chris's famous line, the lights need to be paid. And we love air conditioning. This is Texas. We don't need it right now, but sweet Jesus, we're going to, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yes. Yes. You need to, <laughs> you need to hear tithe? The heat, the heat. <laughs> Oops. Well, good morning, guys. <laughs> I'm going to pass this over to Chris because he's wanting to be on this mic and I'm just kidding. If you don't know, I just like to pick at Chris and tell stories about how he needs to be up here. And I make him squirm because he wants to come and explain the whole backstory joke. But I'm not. I'm just going to pass this mic off to him. I think I'll walk off now. <laughs> uh, we love her, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. Uh uh, man, a couple of things. Um, so we have, sorry for the TVs. We, I don't know, Lydia broke something again. And um, I don't know what that was, but uh, we'll blame it on Lydia. And James has to take care of it. So we'll, fi- oh, I thought Lydia wasn't in here. Hey, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, there's something goofy with a plug. And we're, we're going to try to get that fixed this week. And then I don't know. Gregory just broke something on the mic when, I don't know what it is. I'll, I'll pay you later. Anyway, um, where are, we got obviously um, uh, uh, our, um, Adriana was not here today. She's, uh, she's been kind of messed up this week. Um, and uh, so y'all be praying for her. Jim asked me uh, Friday, I think, when we were set with y'all, if we need anything. I said, yeah, pray for Adriana to get well so I don't have to lead the whole set. <laughs> But, um, but you know, it's it's really cool what's going on too. There's um, there's um, oh my goodness that um, yeah that one. Oh my goodness, I totally oh that's what I forgot. Uh, so we just had Craig come in, Craig Ferris. How many of y'all were blessed with Craig? Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome message. Uh, on March the, ooh, I'm missing it now. The, I think it's the 12th and the 13th. We're actually going to have Ryan Pena come in from San Antonio. We're going to do a Saturday evening, about 5, um, and then the Sunday morning. Uh, how many of y'all were blessed with Ryan Pena, man? Like, remember the Builder Prophet teaching that he did and all that? It was so cool, um, you know, when he came in. If you don't remember, he was the guy that came in with uh, Dub Alexander um, just a couple of months ago. 
Um, we've known Ryan uh, a little over a year now, and um, really awesome guy, but uh, we were talking the other day, and um, so we got him down here in the, on March, I think it's the 12th or 13th. We'll get a promo made and get all that out, um, but it's pretty cool. I was going to mention, that, that's what it was, because I was talking about Jim. Um, I mentioned this the other day, but I don't know that everybody heard it, but you know, we're really making a hard push into the social media because that's where, that's where everything is right now, right? It, we don't, by no means are we the, like we used to be in our good old um, old time religion ways that we were in, we would say, oh, that's just, no, TikTok is so bad. There's so much bad on that. I'm so holy. I don't need to be on that and whatever. Anyway, well, we're going after social media because if you want to reach people today, that's where they are. Um, and we're not, God is, we're, we're believing in redeeming everything. Christ came to redeem everything. Amen. And, uh, so we're going after it. Um, and, uh, we've had a lot of on our Instagram, we've had, uh, just a lot of the reels that we put up are hitting in the thousands and, um, two thousands. We've had several that have hit 3000. We've done some things that are, they've gone mini viral is the actual, you know, social media term for it. But man, Pops over here gets up here a month ago and he gives us these awesome, remember about Let It Flow and you remember all that when, when Jim got up here and, and him and Kathy and talked about their trip and all that? <laughs> You're, the, the post that we put up of that one minute line that he's put out, it's hit over 5,300 views. Like it's the, it's the biggest one we've had, Right. And, you know, what I love is it's just showing more and more the authenticity of who you are is what the world wants. Does that make sense? That they're not looking. That's why we don't come here to have church services. We come here to have encounters because church services are for religion and we're not any part of that. We want to be authentic and real. Make sense? And that's why people are attracted to that. So we're going to keep pushing forward. Man, if you haven't seen us on Instagram, and we even have a TikTok now. I haven't even been on there. I don't, I don't know. There's, Man, go for it. That's, you know, next we're going to get Raquel up here and get one doing the Holy Spirit activate. Holy Spirit. Hey, 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 hey. Ronnie's over here. I got it. Don't worry. I got it. Man, next, next they're going to want me to do my Ice Ice Baby or something. <laughs> anyway, please. So anyway, what I'm saying this morning is <laughs> we're going to be authentic. <laughs> um, where are our kiddos, man? Are y'all, are y'all ready, Miss Lydia? Even. Oh, and it's here. <clears throat> Seven till. <laughs> All the parents yell, "Amen!" Nine thirty. Okay. Do they need to bring anything? All right, Mr. James. So everybody, everybody, give him a high five on the way out. But man, I even though even though I pick on Lydia a lot, Aiden. Hey, man. I didn't see you. I didn't see you in like months, man. So good to see you, brother. Yeah. Man. 
turn into a young man. All right. Good to see you, man. Love you, brother. Um, me, be sure, even though I pick on Lydia and Sarah, I pick on a lot of people, huh? I fire you every week. That's not true. Yeah, that's true. Even though I say those little jokes, man, I love that couple right there. James and Lydia are absolutely amazing. And James, uh, yeah, give him a hand. James kind of keeps an eye on things down here during the service at the door and, you know, keeps an eye on the parking lot and that kind of stuff and, and does tons of other things around here. And Lydia takes the kids and her and Tabitha uh, are splitting some stuff up. And man, they're just amazing because we're not doing what the world thinks church is. We're actually teaching life and learning, trying to teach them how to hear the Father clearer and better. And all that worship you saw this morning, that's not just kids up here doing flags. That's worship from the heart. And they're, they're going to take this whole encounter that we're going after, and they're going to take Reformation to the next level, and it's all because of what she's doing and our willingness to support her. And so we're going to keep doing that. So, man, listen, man, if you're, a, if you're a parent in here, you owe her some thanks and gratitude, man, like because she's given her heart. She's writing curriculum about hearing the Father, and also if you ever hear, have a weird, crazy dream, that's the lady right there, man. Lydia has done stuff around the world on Zoom, but it's been around the world that people have come to hear her tell them about their about her dreams. And so, uh, man, we love you, girl, even though we pick at you a little bit. But anyway, so take the kiddos and go have at it. Holy Spirit is no junior, so have at it, man. We love you guys. All right. Uh, if you're still here with me, all right, yeah. <laughs> um, turn with me, if you would, to... Uh, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Let me know when you're there. Uh, chapter uh, 5. I, you know, Raquel and I, um, every once in a while, like the other day how we, um, we did the tag team effort up here, um, like that, we kind of, you know, she said, hey, what are you, you going to share about? What, what, what's your scriptures? And I kind of said the same thing. But we don't, uh, we don't talk about that. I don't sit here and uh, tell her, well, this is everything I'm going to say. This is everything I'm going to do. Here's my notes. I think she tries to look at them sometimes. But, but we don't really plan that is what I'm getting at. And I love it. That today she's up here talking again. Uh, I love it that she's hanging out with the woman at the well. Uh, and, and it's just because the things that are coming out of Raquel are, are blowing me away and, and helping me go deeper into some things. And I love um, even how she mentioned this morning, uh, like right now she has no idea. I was going to talk about um, just a couple little things that actually Kathy said to us the other night that kind of jarred a whole bunch. I was already kind of reading this one line, and she said some things, and it, it just shot me into a, like a deeper vein of, um, uh, of being who you are, and I'll get there. But Raquel's talking about the woman at the well and how Jesus came, and, and he simply changed her perspective. And when she goes into the town, it's not about anything, but they, they're believing because of what she told them. And they're, they're making, there's a change that happens because of her. Now, I know we got to be real holy-roly in, in some churches, and we have to say, it was because of Jesus. 
and all that Jesus did. And yes, Jesus came, but what's the first thing? He, he wanted her, like what you just said, he wanted her to give him water. Even so many things that we've talked about this past about identity and purpose, it really is all about you and I becoming who he created us to be. And that's it. Like there's, there's no greater thing than you becoming who you were actually created to be. Ephesians 2 talks about the course of this world, the course of this life. And, and we've taught on that a bunch. And that's kind of my, my foundation when it comes to identity is talking about the course of this world, course of this life. The woman at the well had a course that this life had put on her that Raquel has taught beautifully on. Um, you know, it, it wasn't that she jumped from man to man. It's that she was tossed from man to man because women couldn't divorce back then and we we get stuck in our we, we think that um we think that jerusalem in the year 33 when christ was walking around we you know a lot of us in our old religious ways we actually thought that was you know houston texas 1990 you know what i mean we thought that's how things were right uh no we had to do deeper research and look at what was going on but anyway sorry sidetrack um What's so beautiful is that she stepped into who she was really meant to be, even though the course of this world had taught her something else, had actually ingrained in her something else. You don't have a choice who you're born to, where you're born at, the environment you're raised in, all the things that are spoken and said to you growing up and all the developmental years of your life. You, you have no choice. You don't have an option. You're stuck on that course. Like when you go to Ronnie's and Tabitha's place and you ride the go-karts, you got to stay on the track. You got to stay on that course because if you get off, then Ronnie's got to come put you out of the grass because you can't go nowhere. Don't do that at Ronnie's place. He's even got some little side things so you actually can't do that if I remember it right. Tires. He keeps you on the course and you don't have a choice. Does that make sense? And woman at the well, same thing. I'm so glad you said that stuff today. I, I want to read these uh, couple of passages here. Um, and these are, if, if you've been with us for any length of time, um, then, then you already kind of know what this passage is laying out. Um, but I want to I hit this for a moment and, and just share a couple of things and, um, and see, see if we can take a step deeper uh, into our thinking, our understanding. That's what I'm, I'm looking for, a deeper understanding, a, a deeper capacity of who I am. That's, that's what I want. Um, and so, uh, second Corinthians chapter five. Yeah, they don't have the screen. So everybody's got to get their phone out, right? Uh, man, father, I just thank you uh, for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for this place that we get to come and celebrate you today in this way, in this manner. I, I thank you for all the, the kids and the worship. I thank you, uh, that today we can be in this place to learn about you, but I'm asking you, um, uh, this morning to open new ways of thinking that Jesus, that you did redeem all things 
And we're on this path of reconciliation going deeper. And I pray this morning that that uh, what Ephesians talks about, that um, that manifold wisdom of grace, that it would it would infiltrate us today in a deeper way as we read your word. And Holy Spirit, uh, man, we love you to death. You are amazing and you are the teacher and the revelator. You reveal the Father's heart to us. And so this morning, as we dive into your word, I pray you would just cause some things to click and you would reveal what he would want us to understand deeper in the mighty name of Jesus. And man, if there's any angels that ain't got nothing to do, let them come and minister to us. <laughs> let them, come on, Jesus, just send them right now. In the, we, we, we believe Psalm 91 and all the other ones, and we, we just release the angelic to come and minister to us. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm going to start at verse 11 just to give some context here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, all right. Are you good? Are you with me this morning? Yes, we're good. Amen. So I'm going to read out New American Standard for a minute. <clears throat> Um, therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuaded people, but uh, we are well known to God. And I hope that we are also well known in your conscience. Verse 12, we are not commending ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to be proud of us. Excuse me. So that you will have an answer for those who take pride in appearance and not in heart. For if we have lost our minds, it is for God. If we are of sound mind, it is for you. Uh, for the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all so that all those who live would no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose on their behalf. You know, one thing about the course of this life, the course of this world, one thing it teaches you is to always, in every single person, every single aspect of the world, no matter what that environment is you, you were brought up in, the course of this world, before you come to the understanding that you're a son or a daughter of God, it teaches you to look out for yourself, no matter what. Oh, we got some great people that they're not, they're not what we in the church world would call believers or born again, but they're great givers, Right. But there's still, still that portion that they're, they're still thinking of their self. Does that make sense? Um, all of us, I'm sure we could go down the list, have been in situations as young people before we found out we were sons and daughters. We were all in places where we had to protect ourselves. I know for me, it was uh, that battle of, of uh, I had to be perfect at everything I did. I had to strive to be the best. Because that whole thing of rejection, that stronghold of rejection that was in my life. And it was always trying to protect myself. Amen? Amen. amen. I was really, Raquel will amen that pretty strongly. Because she's tried to tell me for years. <laughs> so, um, uh, verse 14 15, oh, 16. Uh, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one by the flesh. Man, that's pretty good. Amen. We recognize no one by the flesh, even though we have known Christ by the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things 
are passed away, and behold, new things have come. And now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely, that God, it was God, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. What in the world do, do we, what is this reconciliation all back to? Or what's, what, what's being reconciled back to what? It's back to the Father. It's back to God. It's, it's, and I can go back and read it again. But the whole point is he's trying to reconcile the world to himself in the part of verse 19 there. That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So what is that have to do with, could we just stand here and say, well, I'm being reconciled back to God? Actually, I think there's a twist to it. And I think that the twist is, like you can't, it's, you, it's already a given that God is God. Yes? You can't, there, there's, it's God is God. Me being reconciled back to him is not just me being back to him, but it's me being back to the me that he made me to be. Does this make sense? See, there, there is when, and, and I, I, this is sticks in my head. I know I have said this multiple times uh, over the years, but I can never get this picture out of my head. I, I picture before time ever began, when he is, it says that we were created before the foundations of the world. Yes, I picture this really cool. My 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 dad, my God, you know, picture of dad. God is he's this muscle dude, man. He's like an older guy, a little bit longer hair, gray hair, little gray beard like mine. And I see him sitting at this little bitty wooden desk with a little bit of candle, and he's sitting there writing. And everything that he is writing is everybody's destiny. Here is Eric, and da-da-da-da, and here is Rebecca, and here. And just I, that's how I picture it in my head every time I think about those passages that he created us before the foundations of the world, that he created me, period. I see it like that, and I see him writing by candlelight just like that. And then he says, got everything done, and he says, okay, let's go ahead and create this thing. Let there be light. And that's how I see it. And we know how the fall of man, if you want to call it that, how that all happened. We all know about that. And it's at that moment that what he had written me out to be it was broken and it had to be fixed. It was pushed out of the way that he had originally designed it and it needed to come back. It had to be reconciled back to him, which in reality, me being reconciled back to God is me being reconciled back to the me that he created me to be. And this right here just magnifies it because he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, now is that when we follow the whole Bapticostal, come down to the aisle and pray exactly the way Sister Bertha tells you to and repeat after John and the way he says it and shakalaka bandai and all those good things, right? No, that is not, even though that is the way a lot of us came to Christ, that's where I came to Christ, right? Well, actually, no, it's not. I take that back. 
That's what I thought for 20 years. My first encounter with Christ was very different. And the, my point is, is that the moment that, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the moment you recognize that you are in Christ, the moment that you know, the revelatory moment that you know that you're a son or a daughter, whoa, he died for me, that's the moment. That is the moment that the old passes away and the new comes in. There's no methodology. There's no ritualistic thing you have to do. We, we heard for years the sinner's prayer. Can you find that in here? No, because he never did that. You know what's even cooler than that? Look at this last part of this verse. That this is while God, in the last part of 19, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, right? Not counting their wrongdoings against them, and he has committed us to the world, the word of reconciliation. So even while it was all going on, he wasn't looking at all the bad we did. Man, sometimes my grandson has that effect on me. That third one, we got two girls and then two boys, and that third one, man, he's so sweet. He's so loving. He got these big eyes and these puffy cheeks, and Papa, y'all come to your house? And I'm like, man, I'm not going home, but now I want to. <laughs> See him go over there and smack his brother upside the head for nothing. And I'm like, he didn't mean to. <laughs> he really didn't want to do that. And you're like, Ender, well, but, but. And then, then my heart really starts. I'm like, oh, my good. I'm mad. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Any other grandparents in that mode? You know what I'm talking about? Man. Now, back when it was my kids, whoo, oh, no. Yes, they did. Yes, they did, and they will testify. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> I think it's so fascinating now that we've been in this. It's, it's, it's since uh, 2017 we've been on this journey of coming out of church culture into kingdom culture and realizing what a good, good father really is. And the whole reason that he's good is he's because he created us to become something or to be something that we were robbed of the opportunity to be born into. Does this make sense? We, we, the, we were born in this life, in this world, and we needed the reconciliation. And all he saw was that. All he saw was, man, this is, I cannot wait until he gets to be where he's my son, where he knows he's my son. I can't wait till she gets to the place where she knows she's my son. Man, she's going to change the world in this, 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 and that. Oh, man, she's going to do this and that. I can't wait. I, I, that's how I picture him and Jesus and Holy Spirit talking about it. Like his thoughts going off. 
You know, the other day, I don't get on Facebook hardly at all anymore. I just, I just don't. I don't have time hardly. But, you know, uh, the other day you, you put up a picture, Eric, of your boys. And I can't remember the words exactly. I think you said my boys or my sons or something like that. Man, when you put that up there, that hit me like a rock in my chest because that is exactly, that is exactly how God the Father thinks about you and I. Look, look, that's my boy. Look at that, look at that. Oh, hey, 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 look, 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 see, that's my girl. You see her? Chris always says she messes up, but she, he's just playing with, he's just picking on her. I totally see, we get all religious about the 24 elders and the seraphim and, the, and all that. I think that he laughs right along when I pick on Sarah. I think he laughs at me right along when Raquel jabs and gets everybody going, Chris, 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 Chris. I think he laughs right along and he says, man, that's my girl. Because when we came to the place where we recognize that we are a son, we're a daughter, now we're being reconciled back to becoming who we were originally meant to be. That word, you all, if you've been in here in any length of time, you know that word, um, new creation in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. Man, I feel nobody does a better job of explaining that than Chris Valentin. And uh, that word is actually prototype. It means something never before done. Never before. It is a one of a kind, and that is who you are. You are a one of a kind prototype designed by the Father of all creation, by the designer of every ounce of life in the entire existence of the universe as we know it and beyond. He designed you to be the one and only version of you. And the beautiful thing is that He, he did that, right? He did that with a purpose, with a plan. And that word, I really think that that word, even as, as much as we've studied it and as much as we understand it to this point, it still doesn't do justification to the fullness of his plan. The fullness of it is his desire that you are the one of a kind. You're the one of a kind. And the other night when we were... Um, meeting with Jim and Kathy. They're fixing to take off, by the way, again. Traveling pastors over here, man. I love them to death. But uh, they're going back to Cali, yeah? Uh, California to uh, help out um, a church over there. And uh, so we were meeting before they leave to just, just, you know, they just got back. They hadn't been back in three, four weeks and they're taking off again. And, uh, and as we were talking, um, so I don't want this to be weird. Um, she, you made a comment about me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what she said to make an example. But I I, I feel weird doing that. Um, I'm not trying to brag or 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 be arrogant or anything. I, I'm I'm truly not. But you were talking about how um, you've tell other people about our business, how we, how we have our business and how we are intentionally trying to bring kingdom into business. 
And she mentioned how people ask all the time, well, how does he have time to be a pastor? And she went into talking about how, I don't remember your exact words. I wrote some stuff down after y'all left, and I don't have that with me today. But the point is, is it's not, there's not a time for me to be a pastor. And being a pastor is not really who I am. It's just, it's just part of where we're walking right now. Being in business and doing kingdom in business is not something we do, it's something we are. Right now, right now in, the, in the history of Core Church, Raquel and I are, are pastoring, we're leading this church together. And I didn't even really want to put pastor on there. I, I wanted, uh, you know, I was, a pastor, we were, I was a pastor for seven years or whatever. And um, we wanted to do like senior leader or something, you know, but we didn't. It is what it is. But my point is, is that if we have the thinking that being and doing something with or for God, if it's a section of our life, whether that's time or place, then our thinking is not actually lining up with being a new creation. A new creation doesn't punch a clock. A new creation doesn't set schedules to be. A new creation simply is. We are trying, we're not even trying to bring kingdom into our business. We're just doing business and we're running it with our heart. And that's not because we say, oh, hey, hey, when I'm walking out the door in the morning, Raquel says, hey, you know, kiss on the cheek, be kingdom today. You better be, be good. I, I'm, I'm not going with that thinking. I'm just going because I know I'm a son. And I'm, I'm sharing that because there is a deeper part of identity for you and for me that it's time to press into. Man, I, I, I don't, don't ever think that, oh, I already know. I know my identity. Oh, I already know. Man, we've been pressing into this for five years into this church. And I believe that we haven't even touched the surface of our identity. And if we come to the place where we think we got it and I know it and oh, oh, oh that is not going to work. Because there is never a full 100% limit. I don't believe it. I believe that there is always more to the I, I believe when that glass overflows that he talks about in Psalm, he fills my cup overflowing. I think as that starts to overflow, he says, here's another glass. Only this one is bigger. Ah, I love it. I love it, man, because there's no quit in our God, because there's no, there's no end. So God forbid that we start thinking that we know it. Man, I, I would love to dig into this for the, she's been on the woman at the well for like two months. My goodness, it's like nine scriptures. <laughs> and that's the point, is it just keeps going because it's not, and there's not an end. You becoming you, there's no end to it, man. There's no end to it. So please don't think, don't ever, man, when I hear people say, I already know, man, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart, man. We've heard people talk about deliverance. Oh, I already know. I've already been to all that. 
man, you don't know Jack. I'll be real. I like trouble, trouble Carter at our job. I love him to death. He says, hey, hey, boss, real talk, real talk. I love it when he says that. Real talk is we don't know anything. Man, we haven't even scratched the surface of all he has to do through us. And the capacity that you and I carry is ever increasing as we step into the more I seek you, the more I find you. The capacity that you and I can carry, it will grow as we press in and continue to go, continue to move, continue to change the world. But it will never end. Man, it will never end. So please, please continue. I love it so much. And I don't know how I got to there, but I did. This new creation moment in our lives. You know, um, I had a, a pretty cool encounter uh, when I was 12. And that was my first real like calling out to God about something. And, um, and then when I was 17 is when uh, Raquel and I got saved. And um, it was so cool. But it was, I don't know, what is it, 25 years later, uh, which was in 2017, whatever that is, uh, do the math, I don't know. Um, for 25 years, we walked in religion. We walked in the rules and the regulations that God was in this box that we put him in. You know, he was never in that box. Um, on his own accord. And um, I remember so clearly the night uh, that I had my first, uh, I don't even know how to word it. It was a very different encounter that I had with the Holy Spirit. I had, you know, I've I've been involved in things and, and seen amazing things. I've, I, I've, completely blacked out in the middle of leading worship and, and end up down here on my knees with my guitar. I don't, I don't even know how this stuff happens, just completely blacked out, singing stuff. Um, I've had some radical encounters with the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. I'm getting a little messed up thinking about this one in 2017. And because I think it wasn't, of course, it's nothing different that he did. Holy Spirit doesn't change. God the Father doesn't change. Jesus certainly doesn't change. So what was so different about that night is that I had a deeper understanding of how much he loves me and who he made me to be. I remember hearing his voice on my left ear. I remember feeling like a, it felt like if somebody put a massive four inch thick blanket over my back and it went all the way through my body and I felt his arms wrap around me and I felt him tell me how much he loved me and how I had thought that everybody had rejected me in my life. And I remember him telling me that he never did. And it's the sweetest thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) 
And I cannot sit here and believe that that didn't even scratch the surface of what he has for me. That alone doesn't even scratch the surface. And so we're not going to change the world by uh, punching our time clock and saying, oh, it's time to be a pastor now. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's time to be a leader. Oh, it's time to... Didn't want to unlock. <laughs> We're only going to change the world by becoming who he made us to be. That is it. That is the only way. I look around and I see you guys, and, and man, I love, I love y'all so much. It's so cool that we get to walk with people like y'all. And, uh, you know, Raquel and I, we've said this a lot. We have no desire to, um, we know what it's like to be in an arena where people try to keep you down. We're not the ones that are, we're, we're just simply the platform for you all to build this future on. That's it. The, the foundation is built on the apostles and the prophets. It didn't say it was built, and then the apostles and the prophets rise up to the top. <laughs> and then on top of that, if we sit here and say, well, you know, you all know, she's been set in as the prophet of the house, and I've been set in as the apostle of the house. So I'm the apostle. Let me flip my collar up. <laughs> Be real apostolic, right? No. <laughs> That is not what it's about. Though all, those, all those things are great and beautiful for helping us identify our strengths and our weakness and, and finding our pathway. They're great at that. But if I get so locked in that I, I, am, I am just an apostle and I am going to do this, this, then I'm missing the boat. Because at the end of the end of the day, he created me to be his son to share his love, to walk in his glory, to share around the world and change the world. And we're going to do that together because we're going to step into deeper into our identity of who we are. Um, man. Take a page out of Raquel's book. Dang it. Oh, let me read this to you, and we'll close with this. Um, and, and I'm going to read out of the Passion. I, I, I really, I really am loving the Passion. Um, the um, I'm going to start at verse 13. If we are out of our minds, it is blissful, divine ecstasy. <laughs> I love it. Um, it is. It is for God, but if we are in our right mind, it is for your benefit. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means that all died with him so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us, and now lives again. Verse 16. So then, from now on, I love this. We have a new perspective. 
that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearance. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Before you come to the revelation knowledge of being a son or a daughter, before that, you are viewing life and every aspect of it through a limited human perspective. The moment you become a son or a daughter, your perspective, your new, the new creation is turned on, and that's where things begin to change. Do you know everything all at once? Of course not. That's why it's the process of reconciliation. That makes sense? So, whew. Limited human insight, verse 17. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. And behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it is through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. You and I are doorkeepers for the reconciliation of God to happen to the people of this world. And that's not by taking our full-on Catholic, Maccabee, King James included Bible and hitting them in the head with it. Um, it's not telling them, how, how, how dare we tell them how wrong they are when he doesn't even count their transgressions against them. Can we think about that for a minute? I'm against abortion just as much as the next person. I really am. <coughs> But I can't sit here and spew out hatred, Adam. You know, I had a guy ask me the other day. <laughs> so funny. He's a, he, uh, he's a friend of mine, and I love him to death. He's a, he's a keyboard player at another church. He's a little old school, and he says, uh, let me ask you something. If a homosexual shows up to your church, you let him in? <laughs> and I went, uh, Absolutely. What? You would. Man, I thought you old school. I said, uh, and I actually told him, I said, no, I'm actually new creation. (laughs) I did tell him that. And I said, I said, look, man, I said, did you ever steal anything? Whoa. And I know this because I know he went to jail for a while. (laughs) I said, did you ever steal anything? He goes, come on, man, You, 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 you know where I've been. I said, so should I let you in? He goes, well, I said, hold on. Before you start going that God hates one thing more than the other and loves this more than the other, I said, you need to go read, the, read your Bible and look at where you're reading. And think about Old Covenant, New Covenant. He goes, I, I just wanted to know if you let them in. I, I let them in. I'll hug them to death in a heartbeat. Oh, man. Well, and even even... Um, 
the other day. There was these flashes that I had. Um, I wanted to wait. Uh, I had this flash in my head. This little story ran through my head. I wanted Shake Shack to completely, everybody get out of there, and I wanted to go run bulldozer through it because they didn't bring my food the other day. We waited for two hours for Shake Shack on a, on a Saturday night, right? Man, we were star- I was starving. Some of y'all know me pretty good. Y'all know that I get, I get real hangry. That's where, man, I got to keep telling myself when I get there, new creation, new creation, new creation, new creation, new creation. Man, I get hungry and I get like, oh, man. Anyway, Raquel put us a door dash in because we were working on the yard, doing all that, all that, putting out all that grass with my brother. And, and man, it was late. It was like 7.30 or 7 o'clock. And I don't like to eat even that late because my daughter says, oh, because you're old now. Whatever. <laughs> and so she puts the order in and, it, and, and she didn't do DoorDash. She did it straight with Shay Shack. And they said, oh, 20 minutes. And then 20 minutes comes and says, oh, now Jessica has it, and it'll be in 18 minutes. And then it switched, and then Toby had it, and it was, I'm like, man, it's 8 o'clock. Where's our food? And then it was 8.30, and then I was like, man, I'm over here like, you know, run a bulldozer through that place, man. And they never came. And then they closed at 9, and at 9.30, they sent us a message that your order's been canceled. So what did we do? As wore out and tired as we were, get in the car. Only thing open, we go to Raising Cane's. Oh, my goodness. And I love Raising Cane's. It's like Jesus touches all that when it comes out. <laughs> but I wanted my Shake Shack double meat avocado bacon burger. And they jipped me on that, man. John, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know. It's like when John invites you for a burger and then he doesn't make them. Which didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh, I think we need some reconciliation in this place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Come on, John. That was, oh, I'll, I, I got it, Pops. I got it. Sorry, Zoe, I try. <laughs> we pray for Zoe really hard. <laughs> oh, man. I actually believe that. <laughs> man, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about becoming who you're meant to be. And in those moments, I, didn't, I wasn't really going to go run a bulldozer through Shake Shack, even though I wanted to kind of a fleeting thought, and I remember having this thought as I'm driving to Raising Cane's, and I am, I'm mad, I'm irritated. I wanted that burger. And I remember this thought, man, that's my son. And I was like, oh yeah, this is your son. This is your son. So I'm going to be grateful for Raising Cane's. I'm going to be grateful that I got a first world problem. Be grateful, Jesus. <laughs> man, we got there and we came back. Uh, man, I was, I was like, I felt like whooped. <laughs> but my point is in, in those moments, they're going to happen. This is real life, yes? 
You're going to have problems, issues are going to come up, but just be a son. Just be a daughter. And let's dive deeper into this identity piece. Dive deeper into who you're becoming, who he made you to be, because you ain't even scratched the surface yet. And that's a beautiful thing because there's so much more to go. Amen? I absolutely love it. Would y'all stand with us this morning? And um, Oh, man. Father, I just thank you so much um, for this group of people and for where you're taking us. I thank you. Um, I thank you that it's time uh, for the cups to switch out. I, uh, I, 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 I just see this picture of one overflowing and you bring in a, a larger one. And so, Lord, I just I thank you for that uh, because our capacity of identity is increasing. And that's going to start today because of what we read in your word. There are things that are going to begin to click off in our minds and in our thinking in our moments when we're at the stoplight or in the grocery store, or just sitting here in the car, uh, even just right now that there's new pathways that are going to open up, new pathways of thinking and understanding who you made us to be and how we are becoming more of that identity. I thank you, Father, uh, for the goodness of your hand, for the goodness of your heart, and I thank you, Jesus, that you are the, <laughs> the reconciler of all things. I thank you that you came simply to do that. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for the, the work that you're doing. And that as we step into this, as we step into deeper identity, that you are right there holding our hand, revealing his heart to us, which is really and truly revealing our heart. So I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you're doing in this place. And I just speak, uh, uh, right now, I just speak the, the power of your blessing and your anointing over each person that can hear my voice, each person that's watching on YouTube or listening on the Zoom. Uh, right now, we just speak blessing over blessing over blessing. We call on double anointing like in Isaiah and uh, ask for your people as they step in, as they move, as they flow, that, Father, that it would just continue to move and their capacity was in, would increase. Man, Lord, we love you and we exalt you. And thank you so much for today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, everybody. Look, if you need prayer for something specific, just come on down here and see us. Uh, we love you all. God bless you and be safe.